Do you typically do as your mother asks you? Maybe not the first time, but certainly in general, we recognize that our mother has a deep love for us. Maybe not perfect, maybe a little selfish at times. She is, after all, human. She may say things that are hurtful, but overall and across the spectrum, she loves you. She carried you within her. She raised you. She loves you. And we are called to love our Savior, Jesus Christ, for all that he has done for us. Just as a mother carries a child in her womb, Christ has carried our soul into salvation, given us the opportunity to accept him into our lives and to follow his word and his example. And so we are called to love him. And the evangelist Paul, uh, John, having written the Gospel of John, left that figure we see at the foot of the cross unnamed. And that is good for each of us. Because you, my dear sisters, are that beloved disciple as well. Christ loves you, has always loved you, and will continue to love you just as much as he loved that disciple who loved him. You are that beloved disciple. Any place in scripture where a, a figure is not named, it is an opportunity for us to insert ourselves into that drama, into that scene. And so we see ourselves standing before the cross of our beloved Savior and him specifically telling us with some of his final words, this was key for him. Of all the things that he could have said, of all the final teachings he could have bestowed upon the church, he decided to point to his beloved disciple and say, behold your mother. And to his mother, behold your son. As sisters and brothers of Jesus Christ, we look to Mary as our own mother. When our own mother fails, we see within Mary herself a sinless example for all mothers throughout the world and throughout time. That which every mother strives to be, loving, caring, desiring for our happiness and for our good. I just love this image. I found it recently uh, when searching for this new uh, memorial, a memorial that is not one of the greatest celebrations in the church, but it tells us a lot that Pope Francis has it follow Pentecost. I can't really think of another memorial that actually moves. The only celebrations that move in the church calendar are some of the most important ones, Easter and Pentecost. This one follows Pentecost. Most memorials are set. St. Patrick, March 17th, always there. This one will follow Pentecost for the rest of its existence. And this image of Mary cradling in her arms the Holy Spirit, that which bestowed upon her 
the gift of her son. The Holy Spirit came down upon Mary and the Word became flesh. She loves the Holy Spirit. She desires to say yes, not only once, but continually to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is seen holding up a building, a church, the church. The Holy Spirit is the soul of the church. Mary loves them both. Yesterday at St. Boniface, I challenged the parishioners there to answer the question, what kind of Holy Spirit they believe in? What kind of Holy Spirit do they believe in? I believe the world and our enemy, the enemy of all goodness, desires for us to believe in a Holy Spirit that is stupid, that is lazy, that doesn't really care about any of us. A Holy Spirit that has no power in this world. That's the Holy Spirit that we are tempted to believe in. Mary, likewise, she doesn't care. What the church teaches about her doesn't matter. All of those Hail Marys, imagine trillions of Hail Marys over and over and over again. The faithful asking Mary to intercede for them, to ask her son to answer our prayers. The world wants us to believe that none of that matters as well. That all of those Hail Marys wasted. All of those times we reached out to our mother in heaven and said, please guide me. Doesn't matter. She neither loves us nor really has any power or authority anywhere. But sisters, there is another way. We can choose to believe in both a Holy Spirit that is so very powerful, that loves each and every one of us, who has been active and alive for 2,000 years, guiding her church, helping us to understand the love that Christ has for us. And likewise, a mother who cares for us and who has the ear of her son, the perfect mother, the perfect son. Do you think, can you imagine a reality where the perfect son would not listen to his perfect mother? I don't. I can't imagine it. She loves you. He loves you. And she asks him time and again to share that love for her children, his brothers and sisters. We see in our readings for today kind of the high points of salvation history, both our fall and our salvation. Adam and Eve at the very beginning. Mary and Jesus, the new, Mary, the new Eve, the new Adam working together for the salvation of all. Jesus handed his mother to his beloved disciple. That's you. That's me. That's all of us. And she desires nothing less than for us to proclaim Jesus Christ 
with our lives. To look for opportunities to let people know of that amazing reality. You will, as individuals, as, as uh, classes, as teams, as clubs, disperse for the rest of the summer. You will come together next year with new opportunities, both throughout the summer and next year, to be that witness to Jesus Christ, to never fear to proclaim his great name. Jesus, I trust in you. Let us make our intention to our mother in heaven to give us the courage to live that life that never fears to proclaim the name of the one who traveled so far and did so much for each and every one of us.